0: Heavenly Father, Lord God, we come before you this evening, humbly, um, just waiting on you, O oh Lord, for a word, for your message, for your life, Father. That um, whatever it is you have for us tonight, that you speak through Pastor Carl, Lord, with with just a light, a light in which we can all receive. And give out into the world, Lord, that your word tonight applies to our life, Lord, that we're able to apply it. We thank you, Father, for your gift and the blessing to have a Bible college here in Wilmington, Yes, thank You, Lord. And we thank you for each individual person here who's come to, to listen, to come to learn more about who you are, to seek you, to seek your glory. So we pray, Father, that your presence be made known, Lord, that you clear all distractions, clear the atmosphere, Father. And just bless us, Lord, in a way in which we can receive you. Continue to bless Pastor Carl, Lord. Father, we just thank you. We thank you for this time together to fellowship and to grow as the body of Christ. In your precious Son, Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Let us all stand for a minute.
1: Give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks to the Lord above. Give thanks because He's given Jesus Christ, his son, give thanks to the Lord above, give thanks to the Holy One, give thanks because he's given Jesus Christ, his son, and now let the weak say, I am strong. Let the rich say, I am poor because of what the Lord has done for us. And now let the rich say, I am. he's given, Jesus Christ, our, our son. son. Amen. Thank you. Wow. Amen. Wow. Praise the Lord. Here we are, for class number seven. We are so excited because you are here, God is here, and we are thankful that we made it here again. Um, quick question, uh, as this class has been processing through the last seven class. By the way, seven is the number for grace. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Um, How many have found themselves either encountering themselves in conversations, uh, maybe won a soul, maybe brought some people to church since this class has been, you know, this semester? If you have, just raise your hands. Wow. Amen. Beautiful. The other two, you guys are sinners, so you have to get right with God. <laughs> well, praise the Lord! That is really good. That's amazing. Like, isn't it? Isn't it awesome? Like when we really start to think about people, how people are responding. We know for um, here, we've seen you know new people come into church. Um, we've seen souls being won yesterday. In, Christiana Maul, Brian, and Gian, you know, led a young man to Christ over at an Apple store. Um, a lady across the street that's, you know, over here at um, Al Sporting Goods, we ministered to her on the streets. Now she's coming to church. She'll be here in a few minutes, too, by the way. Uh, Rob here, we ministered to him on the streets. Uh, another guy, Wayne, uh, another man today, Gian met on the streets. I mean, it's just amazing. Like, literally when you are called to discipleship and evangelism, that's the title of our class today, right? And we're really going to discuss really what this all really means uh, to us, especially uh, in these days that we see that we really need people who um, will hear God's call and and, um, we want to know what it really takes in the call of God, because he's called us to himself, and because he's called us to himself, we really want to know what's inside of that call so that we don't make up our own rules, (laughs) right? You know, and what people end up doing is they've really never been in tune or taught um, what the call of God is, you know, in discipleship or or in evangelism, so they disregard, like, this is not for me. But we want to clearly look at our Bible Because our Bible teaches us. And because our Bible teaches us, it's not what I'm saying, it's not my opinion, it's what God has said here so that now we have a clear view if we were to take the name of a character out of the Bible and put your name in here, it would be God speaking to you. Isn't that awesome? It'd be like, hey, Brian, you know, "Um, follow me. Brian's like, oh, okay, Very, very simple. So we look at the Bible and then we see um, the characters, the writers, and then we see the stories that's being written, but literally the Bible was written for us to learn, mm-hmm. so that we know really exactly what God's calling us for, to, and um, what He's going to do with us. And that's so good that we don't have to wander and figure it out like we can just know what it is. And then, you know what, that gives us such a, a joy, a, a, such a peace uh, in our hearts that, like, God's not expecting uh, uh, very much from us, but to answer. Yeah, isn't that good tonight? Just answer, right? So uh, I want you to go to John chapter 21, and I'd like you to park there for a minute. And, um, but, you know, John chapter 21, it's the final uh, chapter of John. And we, and we all know that at the end of John chapter 21, uh, the focus here is on Peter. Right. And Peter here has already been, you know, high profile at the beginning of John chapter 21. And Peter here, he we know he acted disobedient. Uh, He led uh, others as leaders into disobedience. That can happen, you know, and we're going to be able to talk about this tonight because I think it's important when a leader who's disobedient. Others can, others can follow that same spirit of disobedience right? we, we don't call it the devil we call them demons right? demons can lead people off in their directions away from where God's calling them to and all it takes is one person I remember growing up as a kid and you guys probably remember that there was always somebody in the group wanted to be in charge you, yeah. know? you know what I mean <laughs> <Right? laughs> ringleader ring that, that's the word it was a ringleader man and and I I can never I can't tell you how many whoopings I have got behind ringleaders. <coughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> that if I just didn't follow this ringleader, I would have been minus so many whoopings and so many whelps. Because because we we know that that can happen truly, uh, even in Christian Christianity, you know, um, when people are not believe in what the Bible says or they have something against what the man of God might be teaching, um, they might decide that they don't like it no more than others who they might have been uh, following that person. They, they also, too, will begin to follow that person because now that person infected that person. Infection, Infection right? And then next thing you know, there's this disobedient leader. And then the people behind the leader can be disobedient because they don't believe what God has said that it's for them, right? So they do something entirely different here. So we see this uh, case with Peter being a high profile in the beginning of John chapter one uh, as this uh, disciple who was disobedient, right? And then his other leaders, uh, his other uh, disciples also went with him. Uh, They were supposed to be in a mountain waiting for the Lord. Instead, um. (laughs) He abandoned his call to ministry and decided to go back fishing, (laughs) right? I'm supposed to be waiting for the Lord here, and now I'm not so happy about um, what's going on. So I am now going to go back fishing because uh, I don't feel like I want to do exactly what the call of God was being called for, right? Well, wait for me here in the mountain, Rob, and now I'm not going to wait. I'm going to go do something else. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> boy, this 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 is what this is what happens today. We see many are called, but many are deciding to do uh, other things because they don't like the fact. This is what God's calling them into. That um, that's something that they are really challenged to be in this world is disciples and evangelisms, right? So they're saying, hey, I'm going to go back to my old ways of life and I'm just going to live a life the way that I that's pleasing to me. Right. Self-centered people. Right. And so we see that um, there was a reason for that. Right. Uh, That he denied the Lord on uh, what? Three separate occasions. Right. So uh, guilt can also take us away from our true conviction that what God's called us to, right? Um, Something can happen along the way, right? Something can happen. And what happened with Peter was he he denied the Lord three times after the Lord said to him that you will deny me three times. (laughs) Yeah, right? You will deny me three times and before the cock crows, you will know that you did that. So then all of a sudden, the guilt sat in Peter's heart that he denied the Lord. He was told that was going to happen and it did happen. So uh, now he has this uh, guilt. Uh, he has this inadequate feeling uh, and he probably uh, felt a little weak after that happened, right? I'll pay attention, please, in the class. Thank you. Um, so we, we, we thank God that we are same, or the same here today. We Feel inadequate. We feel guilty when we deny the Lord when God's calling us, and then we are saying no, God, because you know my life, what I've done, and now I'm not qualified, right? So we disqualify our own selves based on what we know we've done, and God says, I'm not looking at that, right? I'm not looking at you being disqualified. I'm looking at the fact this is that I already knew what you were gonna do because I'm God, <laughs> but I wanted to. Let you know that I'm not holding you accountable, right? I'm still calling you, and we're going to see this, right? So, Jesus met these men um, when they were fishing, and Jesus told Peter to drop his net and follow me, and I'll make you what? Fishers 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 of men. So, they dropped everything and followed Christ some three years later. Isn't that good? Yeah. Jesus shows up. Yeah, after all this has happened. And, um, They recognized the Lord, and all Jesus had to do was say the word, and they obeyed now. See how disobedient turned back into obey? So that's beautiful, because sometimes when we don't understand what disobedience looks like, sometimes we can get in those areas, and then next thing you know, here's Jesus Christ saying, hey, I'm calling you, right? And now all I have to do is turn around and obey the call. Yeah, wow. And rather than saying, hey, this one time I denied you, this second time I denied you, this third time I denied you, I can't be qualified for the call any longer. So I'm going to go back to my old life. I'm going to go back fishing and Jesus Christ saying, I still want you. Mm -hmm. That's grace. Uh, Class number seven today is grace. Mm -hmm. Boy, more grace. The more we understand what grace means, the more we fall in love with Christ. And it's easier to become a follower because now I understood what I didn't deserve back here. Now God's still giving it to me and he still wants me. Well, not like people because people won't want you when you mess up, right? They can't depend on you. You are not qualified to them because you blew it three times. But the Lord here is showing us a picture of failure, He's showing us a picture of a man like us. Uh, he's showing us that this could happen to us. He's showing us that, but his grace is really uh, the answer to moving forward with God so that we don't get stuck in the place of the miry clay of the world because we think it's better to go back fishing. <laughs> and it didn't catch anything anyway. <laughs> he fished all day. And didn't catch nothing. Bills to pay. Still needed to pay no money on a boat with the other men. Probably drinking half naked. Right? And still didn't catch a thing. And still the taxes was due tomorrow. Lord, Lord have mercy. Jesus. Holy holy smokes. Boy. You know, Peter needed to be restored. And the men he had behind him. You know, God... I uh, had a plan for this denying Peter, impulsive plan maker, impatient man, hot tempered, quick. But Jesus Christ, boy, he I love it. He just still was persistent about him being his disciple. Yeah, boy, isn't that good? Hey, that's what God is consistent about, you being his disciple and evangelizing the world, right? His plan never changed for you, even though you may change, but God can't change. He still has a plan to use each and every person in this room. You're not here because you're just taking a Bible class. You're here because you decided not to go fishing tonight and come here at Bible class because why? You were called here, right? You were sent literally by the Holy Spirit that drove you to a place to hear the gospel of Christ. So that now you can say it's truly the Lord's purpose that here that's why I'm here this evening. So that now I can hear Christ. Yeah. God speaking tonight. God, you know, bidden tonight. You know, God forgiven tonight, right? Mercy here tonight. Grace here tonight. Receive it right for yourself so that. And hey, we don't fall in these categories, you know, deniers, you know, plan, you know, impulsive plan people, impatient people, because nothing's happening on the shore where I'm fishing, right? Yeah. Hey, nothing's happening on the job. No more money, no more raises. You know, they're only giving me what they think I deserve. But Jesus Christ says, I've got way much more for you. And now we're going to talk about that tonight. Man, it's amazing to be called by a holy God. Who lives in us, saved us, right? Uh, went to the cross for us, bore all of our sins for us, and taken us now to this other side of life that we can say, Lord, I want to be with you. Where you are, that's where I want to be. I don't want to be anywhere else. You know, uh, people, things, and places, they come, they go. They pass away, First John chapter 2, and then there are no more. And then next thing you know, our life just keeps going on and on and on and on. But this life that Christ gives us, it never stops. It never stops flowing through it. It's like the rivers. And that river, when it starts flowing and starts overflowing and it starts spilling over on the people. So they'll do one or two things. They got to get out of the way from the water, you know, or they got to get in the water. Right. And they got to get in the water with you because your life becomes this overflowing brook that's continuous. And when, you, when people see that, when people sense that, they want to come where you want to be. They don't want to be disobedient. But if I'm a leader and I'm disobedient, I can take many away from the rivers and then I can put them in a dry land where there's no fish, there's no water, there's no food. It's dry. We're all looking for the same thing. But Christ says, I'll give you life, right? Follow me and I'll give you life. You know, I'll give you bread from heaven. You know, I'll give you the manna where you don't have to worry about things. But here's what the key is tonight. And this is beautiful for our Bible college class because I really don't think that people have went deep enough in the character and nature of who God is and they're only shallow Christians. Right. I only want to make it to heaven based in my own works. You know, I'm going to do good. I want to act like I'm a good person. I want to treat everybody the way that, you know, we supposed to treat them. And that's really good. I mean, that's nothing wrong with that's moral, right? That's my moral obligation, period. But this cross life, boy, this is a little different, you know, and many shy away from the cross because they really don't want the cross to come in their life and identify these areas where uh, we see here uh, we need to drop everything and follow Christ. We haven't really met the cross yet, right? Because we're still holding on. Yeah, because we don't think God can do it all. We, we, we think that he needs our help in order to like, bring that fish in them boats. But he didn't. He said, just put your net on the right side of the boat and then all of a sudden the boat's tipping over and all these fish, they couldn't even, couldn't even get them all. Probably ready to drown all the disciples. Right? Who did that? Was it it man's work? Or was it God's work? Right? Is God still doing the same today as he did yesterday? Yes, absolutely. He's still the same God yesterday, the God of the day. But it takes men and women today to say, you know what, Lord, like Peter, needed to be restored, and the men he had behind him, right, they needed to be restored as well, isn't that good, Jerry? It's good stuff, isn't it? So this is what. So now this is what commit, committed, faithful Christians look like. Here we are getting to our class now, right? What God wants out of Peter is what He wants out of you. Isn't that good? Huh? We ready for it? You might hold your seatbelts. Gonna get a little, it's gonna get a little hard, a little deeper on you tonight. You know, I've been really good in my classes, and now we're gonna get into true discipleship and true evangelism, like we've all seen. We've seen an explosion in our evangelism since this class started, just in two weeks. It's amazing. I another man back here from, you know, um, what's your name again? Giovanni. Giovanni. Yeah. Marquise, yeah, amen. Hey, following Christ, bring one. Yeah, you know? Bring, Gian, um, bring one, bring one, bring one, right? It's 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 contagious. You know, who's who says that you have to walk around and act like somebody you ain't? Who said that? I am who I am I have a lot of fun, don't we? Hey man, when we're out in the street, people say, are you a pastor? I'm like, I'm no, I'm just a decision maker. That's all. <laughs> I'm just a decision maker, but I love I love to have a little fun like I saw your pastor telling him happy birthday to by the way. Oh, yeah. And Jerry's over there eating all the food like back, back Red and Grace mentality. I said if it's a party, Jerry's there, he's got food, he's coming. <laughs> but yeah. Hey, but but we 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 are not we're not men who don't like life. But we're men that we understand where our purpose and our call is and our direction is. So I'm still called, but I'm not, you know, one of these guys that, you know, out here walking on water like I'm just above, you know, everybody else. But no, what I want and i always wanted when I had something good was to invite people. When I grew up, I always had things that where I wanted other people to be a part of it. But unfortunately, they would take advantage of that and thought they would use you for whatever it was, and that's the way it was. But it never changed the way I was with people. This is good. Yeah. Bible college is good. Church is good. Fellowship after church is good. Uh, going to, you know, a family's house and celebrating with your pastor is good. You know what I mean? Uh, hearing a little. OJ's, oh, it's good, right? Oh, don't start me up here oh, now. Amen. Praise Lord. the Lord. Feet don't feet don't oh, fail me now. It's j- Jesus. <laughs> but it's good. It's good. Like, but when it comes to God's business, I'm serious. I'm serious about what the Bible says. And once I teach others, men and women what God is saying, that's where your total blessing is, right? Your fulfillment. It's like serving the Lord, right? Being called by God and responding in obedience. And so we're going to see here, let's look at John chapter 21. And I'm going to read from 15, John chapter 21, 15 through 25. And I'm just going to just, just bathe right in this, these verses. So in John chapter 21, verse 15, how you doing out there, listeners? Good. We're praying for you. Amen. So in John chapter 21, verse 15, it says, So when they had eaten breakfast, then you and that good they had a breakfast here, huh? Bless the Lord. Praise the Lord, (laughs) boy. Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? Mm. And Peter he said to him, Yes, Lord, you know I love you. And then he said to him, feed my lambs. And then verse 16, he said to him again, a second time. Boy, here we go. Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Right? And then he said to him, yes, Lord. I can see he's probably getting a little hyper about it right now. Why do you keep asking me the same question about like your kids when you ask them? Like, Mom, why do you keep asking me the same question? Because you know something's a little off. That's Right? Right? And you're just kind of just hitting that point to them uh, more and more because mama's picking up something that ain't matching up with you. You know I love you. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yeah. Uh, So he says here uh, again, well, tend tend to my sheep, right? And in verse 17, he said to him the third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Of course what Peter's going to say. Yes, Lord, you know I love you. But there's something still missing in his heart because God knew what it was, right? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. <laughs> it's like, Mama, you know all things. You know I got an issue here, right? right? Well, but at uh, least Peter starting to now to address really why Jesus is asking him these questions three times. And he says, You know all things, you know that I love you. And Jesus said to him, Yeah, hey, feed my sheep. Isn't that good? That's, that's, that's amazing, right? And verse 18, he said, Most assuredly I say to you, when you were younger, here this young men, you girded yourself and walked where you wished. Yeah, when you were younger. And um uh, but when you are old, Jerry. <laughs> You will stretch out your hands and another will gird you and carry you where you would not go. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Boy, got something for the young men in the room today. They got something for the older men. Mm-hmm. But one of the two cases is, is that you are going to be carried into God's purpose and God's plan. What? Feed my sheep. How you like that, Pastor Jack? Jack? It's good, isn't it? Then he said in verse 19, he says this, he spoke significantly by what death he would glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he said to him, follow me. Isn't that good? Follow me. Simple clause here. And in verse 20, then Peter turning around, saw the disciples whom Jesus loved following, who also had learned, uh, uh, lean on his breast at the supper and said, Lord, who is the one who betrays you? Boy, and Peter seeing him said to Jesus, but Lord, what about this man? And Jesus in verse 22 said to him, if I will, that he would remain till I come, what is that to you? None of your business. Mm, Basically. Basically. (laughs) We We got other things we're talking about, right? Distractions can come from the main, from the main, from the main thing. Jesus is talking about following him and doing what, feeding his lamb. What does this other business have to do with you? <laughs> Has nothing to do with you, right? So, so here, so here, as we see uh, that when he went out, um, when he then this saying, when he went out amongst the brethren, that this disciples would not die. But yet Jesus did not say to him that he would not die. But if I will, that he remains till I come, then what is that to you? Another question. So it's still another question. None of your business, right? And then verse 24, he says, this is the disciple who testifies of these things and wrote these things. And we know that his testimony is true. And then in verse 25, here it is. And there are also many other things that Jesus did which if they were written one by one I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that would be written Amen. Isn't that good? This is is a fascinating portion of scripture directed at Peter right? Because this was the end of John chapter 21 This was something that was directed directly at Peter. Peter is loved by all of us. We know that because he is like us, right? He is like us. He has all the failures that we are all familiar with in our own lives. Amen. Amen? All the failures that we are familiar with in our own lives. So we're familiar. See, here's four things that, five things actually, that Peter, um, uh, under he, number one, he overestimated himself, right? Uh, number two, and I'll give these to you at the wrap. He underestimated temptation, and uh, number three, he thinks he is more committed than he is. That's a good one, boy. How many of us think that? I'm really committed to you, guy, and God says, "Okay, let's see." Wow, right? And then uh, he thinks he loves the Lord more than he does. Because here we see that three times, right? Do you love me more than these? And Jesus is asking him that question. And he's saying, Lord, you know all things. You know that. You know that there's something missing in my heartbeat. (laughs) Right? And then number five, he, he thinks he can face any trials or triumphs. And he finds out he can Wow. Why? Trying to do it in his own strength. He needs the Lord. So he needs to be like Paul. Uh, when Paul said, I was strong, I became what? Weak. Weak. So that the Lord can carry me where I would never go because if I say I'm going somewhere, it's probably not the Lord. It's probably not the Lord. God says, I'll carry you where you would never go. Not where you wish to go. See, that's what's important about like the switch in life and the watch the switch and bait with Satan because he's like an angel of light. And he'll say, I'm, go- I'm going to do this for the Lord. And God says, well, that's where you want to go. But I want to carry you where you would never go. Boy, boy gets the, the, now we're starting to get down to the cross here, folks. It's starting to get a little tight here, right? But now by this time, he gets to the point He's really a broken man, Peter is. You ask me so many times, do you love me? Then you, you realize, he you realized that the guilt that he was carrying as a denier, right? Then he takes other men as a leader off fishing away from the call and purpose. And now I find that I can't really do all this in my own strength. And now I'm at a place of what? Brokenness. That's when God can use a man. Right until a man is broken, he really is in a place uh, somewhat thinking he loves God. Right, he's thinking that he can handle things on his own. He's thinking these things that I just said, and he, under, and he underestimates temptations that can really drive him away from following Christ because he feels as though like I got this, I got this, I got this figured out. You know, I've been walking with Christ for twenty some years. You know. But do you know that every level you go that there's another demon waiting there for you? Temptation, uh, life situations, whether it's, you know, finances, whether it's the loss of a job, could be in a marriage, could be in a relationship with somebody, could be a friend. It's another level waiting to test and see what you really are anchored in if those things were to be lost for Christ's sake. How will we act now? Will we go back? Yeah. God, you didn't take care of me like I thought you was, so I can't depend on you no more. I'm going to go do my own thing because this didn't work, right? Because why? We have a concept and a plan of how we want to live a Christian life and follow God. (laughs) Okay, that ain't working, right? But we're going to really see how God says to follow me, right? It's easy uh, when God has called us to ministry, right? And we fail. Uh, and uh, fail God, it's easier just to go back to our old life, you know, in case we miss this, right? Peter went back to what? Fishing, right? But the Lord is going to call him and the others. Yeah, here we go. Men back into ministry. You know anybody that needs to get back in fellowship with Christ, go get them. Right. Let's not wait until they come back because they probably never will. Because you know why? They're filled with guilt. They're filled with, you know, a fault or something happened where they have to realize that somebody cares about them. Somebody's ready to restore them. Somebody's ready to give them uh, the love that they need restoration. Right. So that all of a sudden now they're preparation to hear God is amazing, it's amazing so the Lord is going to call him and the other men back in the ministry and they will be empowered by the Holy Spirit, right? Mm-hmm. Man and they are going to turn the world upside down for the gospel sake, amen, they got their, uh, their eyes recalibrated they're refocused now on the purpose and the mission You know, and now they want to be disciples of Christ. They got their eyes on Christ. They got their aim, you know, on God's mission for the world and souls. And now they're the major evangelists. That's what we call powerful evangelists. ignited by the Holy Spirit, right? Because if I'm not ignited by the Holy Spirit, I don't want to go talk to people. You know, I'm not interested in bringing people to the Lord. I'm not interested in sitting with people over a cup of coffee. I'm not interested in making phone calls to people because I'm not empowered by the Spirit of God. Because in the natural, man, he wants to go back to his old life. (laughs) Yeah, I want to go back and do what I used to do. Have fun and enjoy the world and and love just what I love. and, and, And people love me and look at me and but there's no real commitment to the Lord. But when I get committed to the Lord, boy, this is where we go right here, here we come. But it's a call here with the same kind of commitment here, you have a call to follow Christ as a believer. Write that down. You have a call as a believer to follow Christ. So if we were to examine ourselves in this room, and like Paul said that, or James said that, examine yourselves to see whether or not you be functioning in this principle, right? Are you following Christ or are you following man, right? Man means the world and the things in it. That's what it means. Man of the world, Right? It doesn't have to be a physical man in front of you, but there's a world system and there's a man running the world system and his name is called Satan, right? Are you following Christ or are you following the man of this world? And you'll know for real, right? Because here's the four components. Here's the four components of a real disciple and an evangelist. Here they are. First, it's a call to love Christ, right? Right? Uh do you love me more than what these these things you know my natural life, the things that I want to have, the things I want to do, the places I want to go, uh everything I want to be, do you love these things more than you love me right um a call- it's a call to sacrifice for christ right um What do we sacrifice for Christ? Our self-life. Boy, we sacrifice our self-life, you know, the places, people, uh, things that really takes me away from true followership, right? True discipleship that makes me an on-fire evangelist where all that I think about is I'm consumed with the sacrifice that I've made to follow the Lord yeah, amen. but it gets better. It's a call to follow Christ no matter what. okay? My situations are not dependent on follow Christ, whether I'm on the mountain, you know, whether I've got money in the bank account, you know, whether my job is paying me more, somebody offered me a bigger deal, you know, it's not based uh, on following Christ, what I have or what I'm doing. It's just based on simply the love of God that's shed abroad in our hearts. It constrains us, Pastor Jeff, right? To do this because I've been loved by God's grace. And now all of a sudden, boy, my fellowship is amazing. No matter what happens, right? They can, People will wipe your whole home out. Think about that in California. People's homes are getting wiped out. People are losing everything. They wake up and all of a sudden one day it's all gone. I wonder how many are believers and says, Lord, you know, where are you in this storm? And will they follow after everything is gone? Boy, that's another question we want to ask our hearts. God God took it all. Now it all to be torn apart like Job chapter 20, right? 25. His security shot down, right? And now all of a sudden, what's what's my life like? You see, there's a time to hit your knees and bow before the Lord, right? Uh, Ephesians chapter three, where uh, Paul said, this is good for me, that my heart, uh, Christ dwells richly, Ephesians chapter three, verse 17 through 20, right? Well, I want him to dwell richly in my heart, so when he calls me to follow, sacrifice, No matter what, I'm I'm anchored in. I'm anchored in. Because the last days, guys, it's going to be the road meets the rubber. If we are truly followers of Christ, we will all see it. The deniers, right? We already know the unsaved is denying Christ. That's why we go after them. But for the believer who's now sensing God's time, God says, hey, I've restored you. I want to bring you back to ministry. And we still refuse the call of God. Now we are in a different place in our walk with God. Christians, Christians is oh, it's over. It's over. This is real. This is live action. We're seeing people come to Christ like, you know, daily now. Something's happening in the, in the spiritual uh, realm. And God's opening up the doors for us now to just pick up all of the spoils that, you know, the harvest is great for. Right now, it's a call to feed God's sheep. Boy, not just natural food. Oh, I go down to the homeless shelter and I give a meal and a cup of soup out, you know what I mean? But I don't give the person a word. I don't sit down to share the Bible with them. I don't, you know, lead them to Christ. I, I just do something just because it's the right thing to do. God says, feed the hungry or feed the poor. We take those verses and we do those things and we say, God, you see me? God says, no, no, that's not, that's, 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 that's the door opener, right? But the evangelists need to come in with the door opener give them the spiritual food that's going to keep them satisfied all the days of their life. That they're not going to need this food no more tomorrow because they'll have the spiritual food. They'll have the nourishment that this lasts forever and and ever and ever and ever and ever. So you need those four components right there. Now, this is a universal case for every believer, for every follower of Jesus Christ. Boy, there is a call to love people. There is a call to sacrifice. And there is a call, boy, to obey. To obey the call. It's very clear what God is calling us as disciples and evangelists. What Christ is calling us to do is to follow Christ. It's not easy to sacrifice It's not easy to obey. Uh, It's not easy. Right? It's not easy. Salvation is not easy. It will cost you everything. Isn't that good, good, Pastor Jeff? Yeah. It it will cost you everything. We are to submit completely to the Lord Jesus Christ. There we go. Um, That word sounds pretty harsh, doesn't it? But it's a really good word it's really good when you look at it in love when somebody's loved you and somebody's taken care of you somebody's bought you through you know trials and tribulations and things you should have been dead from mm. I mean yeah I mean come on like submit to God boy and that's amazing 1 Peter 5 7 and I can resist the devil right who stays on my case to kill me He's like a roaring lion looking whom he may devour and seek out. And now I've got somebody here that I can submit under that's going to cover me and protect me and give me provision and the whole works. And I'm thinking like, oh, I can do that. (laughs) But it's so hard for stiff necked people, disobedient people to humble themselves to God and says, I don't have the strength, I'm weak. I can't do it, Lord, help me. And the Holy Spirit comes rushing in with the mighty wind to pick you up and carry you where you would never go. But I gotta be willing to obey. I gotta be willing to submit completely to Jesus Christ so that to find our life, we have to lose them. Well, that's an oxymoron to the world. To find our life, we have to lose them. To find our life, we have to empty out ourselves. empty them out. Find those things that's in your heart that you're holding on to and you're carrying them, trying to carry them in, uh, to the plan of God. And God says, don't want it. You can't be a disciple. You, you, you certainly are not going to follow me because your plan and my plan ain't coinciding together. We're not co-partners. With your plan and my plan. It's my plan. Right? Jeremiah chapter 29. Right? I know the plan I have for you. Verse 11. I know the plans I have for you. Can we, can we, can we trust that? Can we, can we obey that? You know? That one principle. Can we hear God say that? Can we, do we know that, you know, he's saying, you know, Carl, I know the plan that I have for you. And it's a peace and it's love and it's harmony and not to harm you, right? Submit under this covering, and you'll be safe with me, you know? Or you can go back fishing in your old life and then there's no covering. Hey, there's no grace for disobedience. No grace for disobedience, just like there's no grace for Satan's sin, or Satan's demons, there's no grace for it, right? So when we live by another spirit, there's no grace for it. No grace for it. People say, oh, grace, 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 grace. No, grace is not as easy as people think it is. They think, oh, I'm grace people. No, hey, let me tell you. When you study out grace, boy, it's Jesus Christ. It's the character and nature of who he is. And he certainly ain't giving grace to demons. (laughs) Right? Oh, he ain't giving grace to uh, demons' plans to... Uh, go against his will and that's that all men might be saved well you think that de- demons want all men might be saved no <laughs> they're not getting grace not to go swim souls but that's what gets on the believers is that they don't want to do it because it's easier for them to just come to church and sit in the church and where's the people mm, nobody's coming again pretty light in there today well and then they can look beside them and say nobody's sitting beside you Cause nobody bought nobody to church, amen. Because they ain't evangelizing, and they're sitting back waiting for the for the very place that is a hospital for people to be fed and satisfied through the grace of God. There's nobody sitting next to them. Yeah, you know why? Because they don't have they they don't they don't understand their call, who they've been called to, and what uh, is the purpose. Right. So to find our life, we have to die to self. That's a good one. Nobody wants to do that. Die to myself. Man, I got too many self <laughs> Now Too many things I want to do. You know, I just, I, I, I'll die later, Lord. <laughs> right. But tonight in this class, this is the this is the class that we all need to hear because this is the season where people need a reason to come to Christ. And we need dying sacrifices who are laying down their lives for the gospel's sake. To follow Christ is going to cost you everything. It might require you to hate your mother, father, brother, and sister. Hmm. Oh, boy, we don't want to hear that. It's getting to the cross again, right? Because when it comes to following the Lord, so many filial relationships that want to pop up and says, not now, you don't have to follow Christ like that but they don't know the Bible they just know they just know filial things but they don't know the supernatural things of God but you know because you've been taught right amen because it's an all out sacrifice for the Lord and it might require you to lose all of your possessions it may come I'm not hoping it comes But if it will come, what are you attached to? Are you attached to the things more than you are of God? Because that's what Jesus Christ was saying here to Peter in this chapter. Do you love me more than these? And the list can go along. We can go on and pass fishing. We We can love everything that's not a fish, but it's the same thing. And God is calling it today because he wants to make sure that, hey, when I give you your life back, you can handle these things. And, as matter of fact, you can handle these things when you ain't got them. You know, I'm not like this. High and low. Got stuff? Great. Lost it? Mmm. Right? And now I'm angry with God. Why did this happen? You know, Jesus says, I thought you understood what your Christianity was all about. Right? Didn't Pastor Carl teach that to you in class number seven? The number of grace, what it is? So when we walk away from here tonight... This is being committed to your spirit to think like this. So uh, if you want to follow me or take, uh, take up your cross and die to self in Christ says follow me. right? You have to take up your cross if you want to follow. Now in closing, you need to count the costs. And this is important. the cost will be your life, and maybe your death. This is true discipleship and evangelism. It may cost you your life, even death. Now, this, this is a very extreme call for a man or a woman of God. Don't you think tonight? It's very extreme. But I have to give it to you so that you won't be deceived in the last days of thinking you're following Christ, and when you're following a man that looks like Christ, he's the Antichrist. And he'll get you to do good works, but not in the system of how God thinks. And really, you're following the Antichrist. Right? Because believers don't know these principles. They don't see it like that. They just see how they were taught from years ago how to go to church, be a good person but they don't understand this message, right? But when we understand it completely and something comes in our life that just wants to take us as leaders and other people away from Christ and become disobedient, right? We are open for seducing spirits, 1 Timothy chapter 3, right? Of every kind, you know? Pleasures, lover of self, boastful, proud, arrogant, All these things that Peter was tempered, hot-headed. And the next thing you know, I've been deceived because now I think I can do it on my own. But really, it's the demon that I'm following, the devils of the world, and I ain't following Christ because now when I look behind me, I don't see nobody. Right? Because I ain't talking to anybody. There's one person out there, you know, every day that God's bidden us to come or bring to. Praise the Lord. And it's going to take the Lord... Uh, Speaking to us and we're following Christ for us to know where he wants us to go, where he wants to take us, where we would never go. Praise the Lord. Amen. And that's our message tonight. Right. Um, Discipleship and evangelism is the call of every believer in the body of Christ. Don't miss it, because if you miss it and think that you haven't been, you are been deceived. And the beautiful part about it is here at Greater Grace of Wilmington, our teams are out two, three days a week now. I mean, we're on the streets, man. I mean, we just, uh, it's just hitting up people right and left. And if you want to go and if you want to be a part of it, make phone calls. We call each other daily, every day we're talking. You know, we're talking every day. And it just might be an opportunity that you can come with us. And go out and be a part of that one day with us and enjoy the fellowship. And we love the fellowship, laugh, eat. And then for you know our souls that just walk by and we just snatch them right off the street. Because God gives them to us. We don't even have to look for them now. They're just so ripe. Right. So become fishers of men tonight. And praise the Lord and amen.